Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Everson Griffin, officially no longer a Viking. He signed with the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to talk about it and his legacy with the Vikings and what the Vikings should do going forward. But a quick word for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been helping business owners for over 100 years in Minnesota and outside of Minnesota. But uh, they're they're based in Owatonna, and this pandemic year, they have been in overdrive helping you business owners with pandemic policies, HR response plans, and uh, and risk management tools. Federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries they protect. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Football. And welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, Declan Goff producing here. And the news out of yesterday, the Vikings had essentially parted ways with Everson Griffin months ago. And Everson posted a goodbye on his Instagram. But then COVID hit and free agency came to a slowdown and teams just stopped bringing in free agents, and so there was a thought that maybe he could come back to the Vikings. They did make him a low-ball offer, according to uh, Doogie from the scoop session on Mackie and Judd, but it winds up being a, let's see here, 10-year career in purple for Everson Griffin. Yep, 2010 fourth-round pick. 74 and a half sacks, yep. and, uh, and had three seasons with double-digit sacks, including a career-high 13 in 2017. Mm-hmm. So before we dive in, he goes to the Cowboys, if I didn't say that already. But so before we dive into what the Vikings should do, how will you remember Everson Griffin as a Minnesota Viking? Uh, as an absolute draft steal, because he fell to the four, uh, fourth round out of Southern Cal in 2010, and he did so because of off-the-field problems. And if you guys recall, I believe it was after his rookie year in which he made the team but didn't play much, if I'm correct, uh, he got arrested twice within one week um, at one point, and I believe they were both in California because he played for the Trojans. And one of the arrests, if I'm not mistaken, was he, for lack of a better term, grabbed an officer's junk. Um, the other arrest, I think he was organizing a party bus. To no, go from... that wasn't the arrest. That came after the two arrests. Okay. He, he, oh. was, he was organizing a party <laughs> bus great? to go from, from California to... <laughs> to Vegas for a Super Bowl party. That's amazing. And that is, I think, where the Vikings stepped in and called him and said, um, I think it was Frazier at the time, and called him and said, Everson, this is a really, really bad idea. You just got arrested twice. (laughs) But but at that point in time, the -the off-the-field concerns uh, had come to fruition, and there were real problems there. 
And so you said to yourself, is this guy ever going to get it? Like, I mean, these are really stupid things. Who who gets arrested twice within one week after going home and then says, yeah, it's a problem. what I'm going to do is have a party bus to a, uh, to a Super Bowl party in Vegas. It makes no sense. So I'll remember him as being an absolute steal and a guy that the Vikings did a very good job of developing. And, and he clearly uh, became a dominant right end. When once Zim got the job. But you know, the impressive thing about him too, Phil, is think about this. Think about the amount of time that this team was looking for what they consider to be a dominate a dominant pass rushing right end, right? Now they traded for Jared in two thousand eight, but before that, you ran through Udeza, um Erasmus James, and it was really hard. It was really hard. And to find one in the fourth round and get as much as they did from him for as long as they did is impressive. So to go back to your question, I will remember his time as a Viking with him and the team turning himself from, you know, skeptical of, does this guy have a clue? And he did, of course, in 2018 have the off the field issues as well. But for the most part, turning himself into a really, really good player for a long time at a position that in this league is hard to fill. Yeah, I think I, I'll just remember him as a great reclamation project from some of the stuff you said early on with the off the field issues and immaturity and whatever it was. But also, I don't think it has to be painted in this picture of him having emerged from all of his personal troubles and and built this perfect life on and off the field. I mean, he has stumbled as recently as a couple years ago, and we don't know the full details of of some of the things that have happened behind the scenes, but we know that he he's had imperfections and he's had some struggles and issues, and we also know that he's thrived on the football field. He has also thrived at different points as a dad and and a family man too. I'll never forget my my favorite Everson Griffin moment uh, personally. I used to host on 1500 ESPN when when Royce and I had the afternoon show from 4 to 6 o'clock, and then I would host solo from 6 to 7 o'clock. And the day that he signed his first big contract, Vikings PR was able to connect our show with him. And I think we did the first interview with him right after he had signed this contract. And uh, And so I get him on, and he's just like, He's in his living room. I think you could hear like he might have just had a baby or something. I don't know. But he was at his house and he was just in his Everson Griffin way. And he's got kind of talks like this. And and I'm just so excited, man. And and it's like the most purely excited I've ever heard someone. And it wasn't just because he became a multimillionaire. It was because he had gone through a bunch of crap. He had worked his ass off. He had he had grinded from uh, from being a mid round pick instead of a first round pick put in the work to earn this contract, and I think he's lived up to all of it as a Viking. And I think and hope that the departure was amicable. I don't think there's really hard feelings. And now he yeah, gets he gets a shot with Dallas. Dallas is going to be a problem, by the way, in 2020. They that can rush the quarterback. That yes. team should not have been 8-8 eight eight last year. They got a few guys that can rush the passer. Yeah. So, uh, Dex, your thoughts on Everson Griffin? I, I loved the sack daddy, man. That dude always brought the, brought the house. Daddy. Uh, there, there's some memorable moments, obviously, when he uh, he had his kid's name written on his shirt when he uh, sacked Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving in 2016. And, yeah, just the, the steps he took to get out of being a, a little bit of a troublemaker into a very polished football player and obviously a better human being off the field and – and yeah, I, I I credit Mike Zimmer too for for unlocking him and and getting him in a right spot. And and like you guys said, I I don't think it was any ill will. I hope there wasn't any ill will towards the end here, uh, because I still think there's still a good amount of game left in him, and I'm excited to see what he does in Dallas. 
So, yeah, the other options were Green Bay was sniffing around and Seattle was sniffing around. Yeah. So the Vikings, they lose a defensive tackle. They lose a starting uh How do you guys feel about Anderson this? How, how do you feel? Because I, the one thing I love about this move is how do you feel about the fact that it's pretty clear to me the Vikings got out probably a year too soon? So, like, on Rhodes, it was a year too late. Like, yeah. if you could have gone back and been like, Mike, Rick, just release him. It's done. Because yeah. because there were things that we saw from Rhodes in 2018 that concerned you for sure. And the drop-off in 2019 was awful, but it wasn't completely shocking. Do you feel good about the fact that it's almost like the Vikings might have learned a lesson from Rhodes at a different spot and were like, you know what, this is probably he, we could bring him back, but we're not going to. And they got out probably a year, you know, before they absolutely had to. I, I, I'll throw Linval in the mix. I think they got out just on time with Linval. I think there's a chance that Linval could Fair enough could drop off even more. I'm okay with it. I think you'd rather be on this side of it than on the other side, like Xavier Rhodes. So they definitely learned their lesson. And the Vikings probably look at Adenabo and say, "Well, that guy had seven sacks and half the snaps, and maybe he's not as good overall as Everson Griffin was, but he's 25 years old." And if you give Odenabo seven or eight hundred snaps, usually it's like nine hundred or a thousand snaps is kind of a full season. Mm-hmm. If you give Odenabo even like seventy five percent of the overall defensive snaps this year, he probably gets double digit sacks. And he's gonna cost a lot less money than Everson Griffin was making the last couple of years. So I'm fine with it. And I think in general, if you can swap a thirty two year old a thirty two year old out in the NFL for a twenty five year old, you should probably do it. And the Vikings uh, made that decision. So, um, what do they do now going forward? Though, I mean, is it is it Snacks Harrison time? Is it Jadeveon Clowney? For me, it's Clowney time. I think I think you make Clowney an, a, a one year offer and see what happens. You offer you got twelve and a half million dollars in cap space. Give him eight or ten million dollars and see what happens. If, if you are a a competitive team with some cap room, which the Vikings are both now, okay. If you are that team, the one thing about the Griffin contract that he is uh, going to sign with the Cowboys that should thrill you is the fact that it is a one-year, $6 million deal, base salary of three mil, all right? Which means, with the names that you just broached, Phil Mackey, there are bargains to be had. Like, this is this is late-night infomercial TV shows. I got a Snacks for you, and I got a Clowny for you, and I got a uh, Logan West Ryan is for you. Yes. You are not going to believe this Jadavian Clowny when I bring him out. Yeah, and you can call now. Call now, and I'll throw in some knives with him, too. It's that good a deal. So the one thing that strikes me off the Griffin deal is that this is bargain time and if you can convince one of these guys hey look one year deal you're coming to a place where where we're known for defense so we're smart you know that right and we are going to put you in every position to succeed and we're not going to pay you handsomely but we're going to do is make you successful and you are going to hopefully post pandemic go out after 2020 and get a three-year contract or a five-year contract um so the thing about the Griffin contract that if I'm the Vikings or a competitive team excites me is that it is time to get out and get bargain hunting, baby. Unless a guy says I'm opting out, screw it. You got to sign somewhere. Yeah. Like I just don't think you can let that money burn a hole at this point. And why would you, unless it's going to go towards Dalvin. But if you were, if you really want to be competitive in, in 2020, 
20, as we discussed a couple days ago, Phil, I think the logical thing is to also say, no, let's invest this in in a player right now as well. I think I'm actually kind of like, now that I'm thinking about this and we're going into it, if 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 your defensive ends, if your starting defensive ends were Daniil Hunter and Adenabo, and, uh, and then Snacks Harrison was signed to a one-year prove-it contract of some kind, and you put him in the middle there. I'm actually leaning a little bit more toward that than okay. Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. But either one of those guys, Mike Zimmer should be licking his chops. Or a corner. A veteran corner. The corner's fine, but I'm going for the flashy defensive I mean, lineman yeah. at this point. I just think that the Griffin contract, because he's still a good, productive player. I think that contract now basically spells out for the rest of this crop of guys, if they want to play, yeah. that they're going to have to take a bargain basement deal. Well, uh, I have I have one more Griffin-related question for you guys here. It's going to be a segment within a segment, but uh, if you're on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorth, listening to Purple Daily or watching Purple Daily, what would you do now that Griffin's gone if it was Snacks or if it was Jadeveon? And it's, let's say, similar money, that it's going to be close to like $8, $9, 10000000 million on a one-year deal. Are you going Snacks or are you going Clowny? I'm going... Drop okay. us a comment, by the way. Okay, I got a question, first of all. Do we know if Snacks is being sincere that, that he said that he hated the Lions and Patricia so much that he didn't try? Because if he really didn't try, then I'm really tempted to go Snacks. But if he's saying <laughs> Which that is hilarious, by after the, way. the fact now... He's admitting that, I got sick of my coach and so I stopped trying, that that's like a reason to want to sign a guy. Would you work hard <laughs> for Matt Patricia? I don't. I think Matt Patricia is overblown as a buffoon. I don't think Matt Patricia is... He's not, a, he's not Bill Belichick by any means, but mm. I mean... Is he that bad? Is okay. he that bad where like, great Posi- players just stop trying? Positionally, positionally, if Snacks can still play, I need Snacks more than Clowney. Clowney, on the flip side, is the sexier player. And yeah. Clowney also has this intriguing upside that we've we've never seen anyone truly unlock Jadeveon Clowney. You've always been waiting for, like, why doesn't he get 15 sacks or 20 sacks? He's also 27 and Snacks is 31. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you're just asking... In that retrospect, I think you have to take Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, the age thing, if, if you're looking for guys just under the age of 30. But I it, need a fat man. I don't trust a fat man right now. I don't trust him. Can you trust a fat man inside? Not with not the current ones with the Vikings. I mean, God bless them. I'm sure they're, good, they're great guys, no. but I don't trust a fat man. All right, here's my segment within a segment for you guys. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. All right, Mount Rushmore of Vikings pass rushers. How close is Everson Griffin to being on the Mount Rushmore? Oh, Vikings pass rushers. People eaters have to be on. So, the- and and I I want to clarify here. I'm I'm thinking edge rushers. Right, right, but so I mean, like Alan Page was an interior defensive yeah, lineman. So but Carl Eller was an outside rusher. So Jim Marshall, and he's got to be on there. Um, Jared Allen has to be right. Absolutely has. He to almost be. broke the sack record. Chris Dolman, <laughs> Chris, he almost broke it by pursuing guys he didn't need to pursue. But that's okay. Hilarious. Um, Chris Dolman's got to be in the mix. Let's list all the guys in the hold mix. Hold on a second. I'm going to go. Is Johnny? I mean, Johnny Randall played some defensive end and tackle, nah, but he's he more of a lot interior of interior. Guy. He played a lot of interior. So he's off the list. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely he is, rush the passer. So, so you're talking edge rushers. The parameter here edge is defensive rushers. ends. Okay, so yep. hold on. I'm, so I'm going to look Eller, at Vikings all-time sack leaders to make sure we're not missing. I, any I have the list right here. Okay, John Randall's. Well, they didn't count sacks until like 1980. Yeah, so absurd. Carl Eller and Jim Marshall would be on this list. Okay, John Randall. Chris Dolman. Well, John Randall, we're, we're saying he doesn't count because we're just going edge rushers here. Chris Dolman, Jared Allen, Everson Griffin, Brian Robison. No. Daniil Hunter. Love Bira, but no. Um, 
Lance Johnstone. Okay, Daniil Hunter is pending. He he's in my Mount Rushmore queue. You've currently like you're sculpting it. You're I'm sticking him in the queue. You've got the he's got away. You've got the construction. I can't crew. do it. I can't do it yet. I'm putting him in. I'm putting him. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, like Trump. You know, I'm working on it. But he's a better. He wants to be on it. I'm working on it. He's a better pass rusher in his five seasons. I know, but I'm trying. Everson, but I got to get to four, right? Yeah, so Eller Marshall, okay. Dolman, Allen, Jared Allen, okay. B-Rob, Allen, Hunter, Griffin. Eller mm. and Marshall probably have to be on this, right? Doesn't Dolman have to be on it? Well, that's But that's my point, is that's why it, this is difficult. I mean, how, how many proposed sacks, if if they had kept a stat that they should have kept, would Jim Marshall have had? Can you dude, find Dude, Dolman that? has to be. Dolman had 21 sacks one year. Yes, yeah. Dolman's on. That's fine. But, I, but I'm asking a question. Can you find... Is there an estimate of sacks that um, Marshall would have had? Because yeah, they did, they did keep the estimates. They just didn't like uh, Again, recognize the so stat. Stupid! It's the dumbest thing football. Literally, did. have an intern go through and watch film and count the sack totals. But why didn't you get? Why wouldn't you have counted in, in 1960? Like what in 1960? Didn't think about well, it. But you're getting to the quarterback. It's not like some a- analytic that you can't see. I mean, dude, it's in 1960, like players were smoking cigs at I halftime don't... in the locker room. <laughs> and they they kept... weren't thinking about like advanced statistics. And they statistics. were doing that in the 80s, and they had started keeping sacks, okay? I mean, baseball didn't think to keep track of how often you get on base versus average. It was like your batting average okay. mattered, All but right. if you drew a walk, you were a I'll give you a parallel. snowflake. I'll give you a parallel. I'll give you a parallel. Baseball started to keep track of the save, at least recognize it, in 1969, okay? So why didn't they think of it in 1930? Okay, but I'm asking, why wouldn't you have thought of the sack in 1969? It's a key part of the game. You're literally getting to the most important player on the field and slamming him into the ground, and in, back then concussing okay. him. Why didn't someone think to put cup holders in cars until, like, the 80s? Eh, people just didn't think of it. Yeah. You wake up one morning, you're like, you know what? Okay. If you, sack, one, if you tackle a quarterback 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, like, we should count that as something. That's, that's a great play. Number one, do not ask me to worry about the world, okay? I don't have time. It's screwed up. I'm saying sports, which is my specialty here. Why wouldn't you have thought in about 1968 to be like, you know, it's really interesting when a big guy gets to the quarterback and slams him down. It seems like it makes a real impact on the game. Who was the commissioner? Hey, Jerry, should we track? P. Rozelle. P. Rozelle. P. Rozelle. Overrated commissioner. A very forward-thinking PR guy. Overrated commissioner. Here are the Carl Eller and Jim Marshall sack totals. So John Randall on Pro Football Reference is credited with 114 sacks, and he is the official sacks leader. But he played inside. That's where we're getting yep. away with not putting him on this But list. just total sacks, like 114 sacks. Okay. Jim Marshall had 127, okay. according to whoever went back and watched all the film. And Carl Eller had 130. Okay. He also had three with the Seahawks so in they're his on last it. year. They're on it. So those guys have to be on it. Jared Allen and Dolman. That's probably it. They have to be. So, so, Gri- so, so Griffin falls short. If there was a secondary Mount Rushmore... For, for edge rushers, it would probably include Where's Everson Manny Griffin, Daniil Hunter. The cliche <laughs> secondary Mount Rushmore. Brian Robinson and like Lance Johnstone or something. I don't know. Lance Johnstone. Who else would be on Situational it? third down rusher. But that's, he was great for a couple of years. But but he's the type of guy who makes Griffin so important or in, impressive. The Vikings were so starved, right? That for a guy that could get to, to the quarterback at that time, that when they got Lance Johnstone, do you remember? We're all like, this guy's going to be great. Yeah, Lance Johnstone, uh, so his last year with the Vikings was 2005. And then Jared Allen came along, I think, in 2008. Eight. Yeah, they tried and those two years between those two guys, like they, 
The quarterbacks would sit back for an hour and just pick the Vikings defense apart the secondary. And but they could stop the run. They could stop the and run. And they tried to draft for it because they took Udez in the first round. Yeah. And he eventually got sick, of course. But then they took James in 2007. And he was supposed to solve the problem at uh, right end and clearly fell way short. So, yeah, those so, Allen, Eller, Marshall, Dolman. Mount Rushmore's easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore Sports Talker of the Week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. Okay, we're not done yet, though. Who, because he's going to, of the four that that we just proclaimed to be on the pass rush Mount Rushmore for the Minnesota Vikings, who does Daniil Hunter eventually knock off? Because he will knock one of them off. I think, At this rate. I don't think... He, Eller and Marshall are just so solidified and iconic, sure. and the sack leaders, so statistically they're solidified... Purple people eater, iconic, to use a favorite word of Patrick Rice's, four Super Bowls. Like, those guys are just at the top. I think it's Jared Allen. I think you would pass Jared Allen. Because Chris Dolman had that run in the 80s and then came back and had another run in the late 90s. Okay. Um, I, I mean, if you're asking me who's the better pass rusher career between Jared Allen and Chris Dolman, I think it's Chris Dolman. So I think Daniel okay. Hunter would be looking to pass Jared Allen. Okay. And Jared Allen had a lot of his career numbers came with the Kansas City Chiefs, too, his first three or four years in the NFL. Now, Dolman went to San Francisco and I think Atlanta. Atlanta and so, he came back here, yes. But but Dolman is an, was an original Viking. Eller and Marshall. Well, actually, Eller was drafted by, like, the Bills. But you think of him as an original Viking. Jared Allen was a Viking, but also, like, kind of a Chief. Sure. Daniel Hunter's a Viking. So that should matter, too, on the Mount Rushmore. Okay, Declan, would you Dolman or Allen? Who's who's the low hanging fruit there? I mean, for? he'll he'll definitely pass Allen, but I I think it's not even a far fetched statement to say he could be the greatest defensive end of all time because he's still so young and he's racked up with so the many Vikings. Sacks. With the Vikings, yes, okay. I think Daniel Hunter can absolutely pass all those guys. I agree. I think he's that much of a monster, dude. What is he at? Fifty five sacks right now, something like that. I mean, he's at fifty. Yeah. He's got fifty sacks. He's like twenty five years old. Oh, he's fantastic! It's ridiculous. Carl was drafted. Um, oh, interesting. So he he was drafted in the first round by the Vikings in nineteen sixty four, sixth overall in the NFL draft. But to your point, Phil, he was drafted in the first round, fifth overall by the Buffalo Bills in okay. the nineteen sixty four AFL so draft. So he chose the Vikings, right? Is that yep. what happened? Yes. Okay. Yes. What, a weird, God, not what a weird dynamic for real. Two professional leagues drafting a guy, and you have to choose. Why would you? Was the AFL draft first? So they the, the Bills say. chose him. Okay, it doesn't say. Interesting, but I'm sure it was based on contract. So that's our Same ode one. to Everson Griffin and uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Are probably how many get sacks does he get on November 22nd at US Bank Stadium playing for the Cowboys? Is he a left or a right end for the Cowboys? Ooh, good question. I'm going to say he's going to be a right end. Probably right. Over under one and a half sacks. I'll take the over. Over me over. too. Push. Jacked up. Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We'll see you next time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.